Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. I'm Kevin. And I'm John. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look back at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. <laughs> Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. How goes it? Kevin, it goes really, really good. It goes oh. so well. The Braves won today. I'm drinking some Chihuahua Cerveza. Chihuahua. You are also drinking some Chihuahua Cerveza now. Her side grated. It's delicious. <laughs> it's um, a, it was a lateral move. Yeah. I've never seen a I've never seen a beer can that says get the app on it. There's oh. a Chihuahua beer app, apparently. Okay. I neither have I. Interesting. It I can't is. promise I'll be getting it, but I can promise I'll be drinking more of this. Yes, thanks guys for a wonderful product. So, uh, before we get down to the to the, the business at hand, <laughs> I'll reference again, I sort of forgot last time, but it's all good. But we are thrilled to be now part of the Last of the Action Heroes podcast network. Hey! hey. Um, if you're digging what you're hearing here, you should check them out. If you're listening to us through that podcast network, you should check out our own feed uh, wherever quality podcasts are found. We've got a lot of old back catalog there. We're going to try to get it put up on the podcast network eventually. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, if you want to find us, just uh, search for Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger. Uh, you'll find us on on wherever, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you guys, and if you like us, it, it seems like on the, on the network, it's it's a wealth of other people that also were slaves to uh, TBS and VHS. So, <laughs> so get out there and listen to some podcasts about um, one of the great genres of filmmaking. <laughs> and it, it's kind of a genre that's gone the way of of the dodo it bird. really has it's uh we're talking about sort of historical artifacts in a way now like i feel like mad max fury road is a old school throwback mm -hmm. maybe the john wick movies have that yeah, sort of feel of just definitely. like just glorified violence but in a sleeker like yeah. higher production package sure um but yeah they don't really make them like this anymore maybe they're starting to again i mean like I'm trying to think, like, Taken. What genre Those would you dope. put? That's an action yeah, that, movie. Yeah, that's an action. We've talked about Taken or at the, length. the Bourne movies. The Bourne movies, yeah. But then, yeah, it's just... Yeah, they still get done, Everyone but, but there's... The, like, the product is not often quality. Yeah. They're, they're still making them, like, the sort of grindhouse, pulpy exploitation yeah. flicks. But you don't get the huge $100 million ones very often anymore. Do you think that that's just because of market saturation i feel like no one when they spend that much money they don't want a rated r product at the end they want a pg-13 product even in the even in the age of streaming now 
It's crazy now. Did you watch Army of the Dead? Not yet. yet on Netflix? I, I saved it. It's, it's in my queue. It's wild. I hear that um, Tig Notaro is in it, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah, she is. She's awesome. <laughs> Love it's, her. She apparently was replacing that one of the stand-up comedians who got I canceled. Heard, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's weird to see a movie like that that's just a hard R. Yeah. Like, it's an adult. It's a movie for adults. It's not for kids. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but that's the thing is, like, my parents... Would I mean, as long as you're what accompanied by if you're under 17, you have to be accompanied by an adult uh-huh. or whatever. And my parents would let they, they took us to our movies when we were okay. in high school or junior before we were, you know, old enough to go by ourselves. I don't know. I think it, I guess, you know, never underestimate the prudish nature of the American public in this yeah, day and age. There's a lot of outrage, there's an outrage factory. Yeah. That needs something to be outraged about. Boobs and the F word. Well, I think about like a Spielberg (laughs) or J.J. Abrams even, like especially Spielberg back in the day. Mm -hmm. Like he'd make movies that kids loved, but he didn't ever pander to like a child. Like he never made it. He never, you never felt like he dumbed E.T. down to appeal to kids. Until they released that anniversary DVD. Yeah, even that one. I mean, it's like, (laughs) yeah, it's not great, but it's like. You you don't need to like Last Action Hero that we talked about recently. You mm-hmm. felt like they were trying to dumb it down for yeah. kids. Yeah, but kids are fucking smart. Yeah, I feel like certain yeah. directors like a Spielberg or J.J. Abrams know that kids are smart and they don't need it to be dumbed down. Um, and yeah, action movies, even if you're making R rated, does need to be dumbed down for Agreed. kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I fucking dig a hard R action movie. Speaking of hard R action movies, <laughs> what are we even talking about right now? We're talking about uh, a gym from 1981, Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. This movie rules. It's one of the R. originators of the modern action genre. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, went and did what the old exploitation flicks were doing, but did it on a larger scale. Um did what James Bond movies were doing, but did it as an R rated, right? Like leave your kids at home, <laughs> you know, type yeah. of deal. Uh, I love this movie. It's, it's so good. It, it's on my Mount Rushmore, probably of action pictures. That's high praise. I fucking dig it. I will try to catch us up. What's happened up until this point. Um, basically we have Mad Max. He's roaming the wasteland of this like post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. universe. Uh, He's run afoul of a mohawked punk named Wes. Uh, he's linked up with a guy known only as the gyro captain. Mm-hmm. He flies a gyrocopter around. Uh, they found this sort of oil refinery compound. They're trying to figure out a way to get in to get some of that gas to ingratiate themselves with these people. Um, Max went and he rescued a guy who was maimed and yeah. injured by the bad guys. He took him back to the refinery. He got himself in. He's like, yep, I had to deal with this guy. He'd give me all the gas I could carry if I'd get him back here. But the dude passed away. The refinery people, they're not digging it. Could not verify. They're in the process of killing him or kicking him out at the least. And stealing his car. And stealing his sweet, sweet car, a Ford Falcon. As the bad guys return, now they're all trapped inside uh, by 
the Lord Humongous and his <laughs> army of marauders. Right. They've got Schmegma crazies. We got gay boy berserkers. It's amazing. And they've, they've got been feral gi- kids. They've been given an offer that they can definitely refuse and, and given 24 hours to Just decide. walk away. Yeah. Just walk away. <laughs> this can all end. We've all lost someone we love. Um, we got a, a wild child who's living amongst the refiners. He killed uh, Wes's... The golden youth. Side piece. <laughs> I don't know what he is. His boy toy. Yeah. The golden youth. Um, Wes's better half. These these two sides must come to blows. It must end with bloodshed. Yeah. Um, but that sort of catches us up. Yeah, humongous. But humongous has told them is like, if you guys will just leave and give us the oil, we'll let you live. Yeah, give so, us the refinery and we'll let you. We'll let you pass. So think about it. For, I'm going to let you sleep on it for tonight, and we're going to be back tomorrow to talk more about it. And that, and that's sort of where we pick up for correct, episode sir. three. That is correct, sir. So inside the refinery, debate begins among the crowd. Some are like, hell yeah, let's take his offer and get the fuck out. And others are like, nah, that's stupid. Right. We'll get killed. <laughs> Meanwhile, Max is like up on the like the catwalk and he's picked his handcuffs. Yeah, um, quickly. Yeah, he's just like, okay, fine. Some Yahoo in a military uniform credited as the curmudgeon says, he'll, he'll nego- I'll negotiate with Humongous. He's a reasonable man. <laughs> This, that, does that get a laugh for you? Yeah, totally. Every time he's a reasonable man. Yeah, it's like, it's like mm, no. I don't know if that's meant to be funny, but it gets me every time. It's like, yeah, he he seems very reasonable, yeah, the humongous. I, if I saw him, I'd definitely trust we him. We haven't really described him, but yeah, he's he's not wearing a lot. He's yeah, wearing humongous? like sort of SM gear, like leather studs, uh, some sort of harness mm-hmm. and a hockey mask, and he's just fucking buff as hell. Yeah. And just got this like bulbous head that like throbs and wispy hair. Like he's, I don't know, there's something up. Who in their right mind would trust these people? They just like, well, they don't know that they like raped and killed someone and then like killed another guy and then have your other friends strapped to the front of their cars. Like these are not trustworthy people. I mean, who is also, who is the curmudgeon? Like, is he a ha- he like a half-ass sort of military I figure? I think that he is supposed to be he's supposed to be representative of the politicians and military figures okay. who talked and talked and it, talked. We got and him. He's wearing like a, an army helmet and sort of a military jacket. Yeah, but what even wars could that be stuff? from? He, he, who knows? He strikes me as the kind of person that found that, but then was like, "I was a general," you know, yeah, something like, like that. Yeah, like a wannabe leader. So he's he to me is like the the vestige of the world that we don't want back. Okay. Um, Papagallo, who is the leader of the refinery crowd, says that even if they walk away with their lives, what are we going to do after that? If we Good give point. up all the gas. Yeah. So just then we see that Feral Kid is like popped up back inside mm-hmm. the compound. He's like showing Max his bloody boomerang. He's, he comes, he's like, look what I did. He's very. <laughs> he seems very very proud. He's like right. He's like a dog that's come back. Dude, that actor, the kid who played, well, the actor who played Feral Kid, Emil Minty, he said he still, like, he still got that boomerang, like, at his house, like, he kept the prop. That's sweet. That's fucking rad, dude. I love that. That is amazing. Um, Max retrieves the music box that he found previously and plays it for the kid, and the Uh kid is just like... It's like magic. <laughs> he's in trance. Imagine he's, like he's never he's never seen anything like he's that. He's never in his heard life. music, probably. Oh, good point. Never heard music. So he is just like it's like magic. He's like growl laughing, like grunting and smiling. <laughs> it's very it's very awesome. Uh-huh. And, and Max like 
tosses it to him and feral kid plays it and absolutely like falls out like he's like holy shit <laughs> max is so human yeah in this moment yeah like i don't know if we're supposed to gather to, i don't know if it has to do with him having lost a child that he's That's a great point that he's like you know i see a son here or something or just see a ch- a vulnerable but he's child. got such humanity in him for the guy who's like playing the hard ass and like well, it's the, like you said is there's a han solo thing going on where it's like he's the reluctant hero and he's still yeah like first and foremost he maybe it's like survival but it's like he knows when the right thing is the right thing so um back in the debate with the refiner crowd papagallo is telling all the people that the gas is their only lifeline to a better life and the curmudgeon yells that Wherever they're going, it's 2,000 miles. There's a little bit of exposition, just background exposition. Uh They're going 2,000 miles away, and that they've got no way to move the tanker. Papagallo says there has to be a way, but first they have to defend the fuel. First and foremost, we've got to protect (laughs) what we've got now. Uh, The obvious solution, we were talking just before we pressed record, seems to be like, hey, humongous crowd, you let us leave with the tanker. And you can take the refinery. Yeah. And Let you us can take make all the gas you want. Like, you got to think if they've got whatever, 10,000 gallons of gas there, mm-hmm. there's probably 100,000 gallons to still be pumped out of the earth. Or more. Like, I don't know. Who knows? You know? It could be endless. Yeah. Um, like, whatever field they're on, there could be years worth of gas. I can see where you, you can't trust humongous. Yeah. And so many seem content to give up and start throwing their weapons down. Warrior woman says, however, that <laughs> we fight for our beliefs and I'm staying. That is one good looking woman, man. She's attractive. I say again. It's yeah, she said before. I'll she, say it again. She's beautiful. I'm sure. Um, but Jesus. Yeah, they, that's a, an inspired bit of casting. The young woman. Then we see a young woman with a top pony who earlier we didn't talk about her, but she was sort of like tending, nursing the guy, Nathan, who Max yeah. saved from outside and brought in to try to get some gas. She was tending to Nathan, who okay. died. The young woman with the top pony, um, who is credited as being the captain's girl, but we'll captain's figure that. Girl, yeah, yeah, we'll figure that out later. She says that you know we can't compete with the marauders. Every day we get weaker while they get stronger. It's a good bit of dialogue. Yeah, our cause is finished. She's basically saying like we've got we can't go on. I mean, their days are n- like their days are numbered for sure. If oh, they're yeah. under siege, yeah. I don't know how much how much water and food could they possibly have in there yes that they're not sitting on a well probably yeah i don't think so so just then max whistles loudly all turned to him and this was where we get that tbs commercial cut Mm. two days ago i saw a vehicle that could hold that tanker you want to get out of here you talk to me it's fucking amazing dude yeah uh it's like i mean max in the movie barely talks Mm -hmm. but so when he does it's like so effective like everyone shuts up and listens Uh, he's a man of few words I think the internet said like he's only got 16 lines of dialogue in the whole movie, which I don't know how they get that number Mm because I tried to count like and by any metric I could figure he's definitely has more than 16 lines, Mm -hmm. but he does barely talk. Yeah, that that reminds me of uh, like in opera performances, like in a two and a half hour show. Yeah, something like that, like a long time to be on stage in that duration of an entire show is a total of 15, 20 minutes. Really? Yeah. But then you're not on stage for more than like, you know, chunks of that at a time. So that's like a long, that's like a big amount of singing. It's crazy to think about that. Like, a so lot like, of, I mean, a lot of what Max does is just sort of silently observing what's yeah. happening and waiting for his moment. Right. And Mel Gibson, talented, gives great face. 
gives, oh, yeah. always is given gray face. Yeah. Um, so we cut to later that night. Max is talking to the community leaders, like bargaining for his services. It's like amazing. Uh, the, the skies. Yeah. And it's everything like that. Phenomenal. It also has to be said, like in this scene in particular, I guess the way it's lit, I don't know. Mel Gibson is just a one handsome man. Yeah. Yeah. Like for all of his faults or foibles, right. he is like a, he was a movie star. Yeah, he was. Um, he tells the community that if he can deliver the rig, a, a rig big enough to haul the tanker that they've got, then in exchange, they'll give him back his car and all the gas he can carry. It was a fucking incredibly good deal for them. Yeah, totally. Right? Like, what is all the fuel he can carry in, in the amount of, in the, you know, in terms of all the fuel they have? Right. Like, it's a drop. Yeah. Not, not a lot. I, I take that deal. So one of the guys, I think it's Zeta or Zeta, Zeta or whatever like his name is. The top lieutenant. Yeah, to turban. He's, got a, he's sort of got a turban. He's memorable for having the thing like wrapped around his head. But he's mm -hmm. like, he reminds uh, Papa Gal, he's like, hey, we lost eight people today. What does this Yahoo have in mind? So Max says, all I need is five gallons of diesel and some high octane. And you guys can just think of that as a down payment. Sure. Why not? So the group seems divided about whether to trust him, but decide they've got nothing to lose. Warrior woman like definitely believes the worst yeah, yeah. about him yeah. still. Um, but Papa Gallo is like, all right, you have a deal. So later on we see Max, he's got this like stick with gallons of gas, like positioned, like balanced on either side. That shit would be heavy. Yeah, yeah it would be. Uh, so as he's that's leaving, way more than the amount of gas he said he needed as well. He's like, I mean, because I feel like those are like five gallon cans and he had four of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Unless they were just partially filled. But yeah, I don't know why they would do that. I, guess. I don't know either, but it looked good on film. I would say it needed to be, it needed, it, they had to be positioned and balanced on that Dude, stick. Dude, did you notice also they were like oiling his knee brace on <laughs> that, his way I had out? That, yeah, I had that. he's like, as he's leaving, he reminds the community, he's like, don't forget our deal. And then, like, haunted-looking guy from earlier, like, gets down and oils up his leg brace. <laughs> it's like, that's an amazing bit of detail. Yeah, it's like... You can't have it squeaking as you're trying yeah. to sneak past the marauders. Silent and smooth, just yeah. like always. <laughs> it's like, like uh, the Tin Man. Oil can! <laughs> so, um, Max, like, sneaks off into the darkness with Dog. Uh -huh. um, but he trips and falls, and the cans go flying and making all this racket. And he gets heard by Bear Claw Mohawk. Who yes. like starts to slink over to investigate, but as he comes up, like Max has got a knife pulled, and we've heard some coyotes howling before this, but then we see feral kids start to howl, like distracting Bearclaw Mohawk, uh -huh. um, who sort of loses interests, loses interest, and in was a, I think that was a dingo howl, a dingo, maybe a dingo ate your baby. I that fall seemed like that would have fucked his knee up. Yeah, like he just sort of stepped off an eight foot drop or something. Like, damn, that would jack yeah. you up. Um, also, it's weird how close everyone was to Bear Claw Mohawk. Like, yeah. it didn't seem like he could see anybody, but it seemed like he should have been able to see Feral Kid. Right. But I, he, I don't know if he was hidden behind a shrubbery or a what. Shrubbery. <laughs> I don't know what was going on, but yeah, I, it all works though. Feral Kid has the benefit of being able to blend into the background. He's sort of like different shades of taupe and tan. <laughs> so I love the bit with Feral Kid, like Max looking up at him and Feral Kid, like gesturing with his head and like, go that way. Yeah. And that kid's badass. I love that. Um, by daybreak, we get a, another cool shot from the same bluff where Max and Gyro Captain were positioned uh, the day before. That would have been a hell of a climb to make with, with all, all that weight. shit. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so by daybreak, Max has made it back to that spot and, 
I I call this the Christ imagery, but like him with that <laughs> thing up across his back, like carrying yeah. the cross beam, like I Jesus. I never thought of it, but yes. And the music swells big and epic. So, uh, but when he gets up there, the captain's nowhere to be found. So we cut and we like get this shot of like the captain's foot going by and he's like dragging the broken section of the tree behind him like a right. log, like Max this driftwood. Had, Max had left him shackled to like right. a tree, a dead tree. Like you wait here with your snakes. And Max, you know, obviously followed the trail. So dog, dog chases him down. <laughs> he gives awesome. that a little like... Yeah, and Max, he goes just running full speed after him. Max gives him full permission to chase down the captain. That's dog assist number five. <laughs> That's I love I, that. I also just imagine the dog just like tearing into his oh, ass, yeah. like <laughs> ripping his it. leggings. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we cut to later on. Max is leading the captain, who he's now forcing to carry the fuel cans. You know what? I started thinking one of those cans better be full of water. Good call. Yeah, because that makes total that's sense. That's a long way to just be like, yeah, just go walk it. Yeah, that makes total sense. Uh, so, yeah, the captain's like babbling on and on about things he misses from mm. before the apocalypse. And he's <laughs> clean like, clean women. You know, you know what I miss most of all? Clean women, nail polish, perfume, the sweet, the smell of bicycle seats, cocktails, desserts. <laughs> I like his style. <laughs> I do too. He's like, he's also, I like the smell of bicycle seats. Though. I don't even know what that means. I think it's just like leather. like Yeah, oiled leather. Yeah. Lingerie. Ah, oh, remember lingerie? <laughs> Max, I, t- Max tells him to shut up. <laughs> we've mentioned this before. I think you did like his, the gyrocopter itself is like just plastered with sort of pornographic yeah, images. Yeah. It's like, he's got a, he's got a, uh, interest. Yeah, I guess he does. Yeah, totally. I love it. Yeah. Max tells him to pipe down as they, as they finally get back to the gyrocopter and they find that the, they find a body on the ground and that his snake has killed the guy uh-huh. who is probably a scavenger. Um, the captain, and dog fight over the snakes. Oh, I tried it. I'm going to eat it. That shit's funny, man. That is badass. He said he's got a, I got a great recipe for snake. <laughs> Rep, reptile fricassee. Like, I don't even... What, would you eat this? Would you eat your snake? I, I, I can't figure if out. If it was dead, yeah. And do you think the snake had died? I think I think the snake was he dead. He found it dead on the ground. It wasn't I alive. I think so. I he think- had some live ones later, right? He's got snakes on snakes, dude. It's like, that's the thing is like the guy, the guy pulls snakes out of his coat, like just at will. It's just like a, like a magic trick. I don't even know how. So, uh, Max is like picking through the dead man's pockets, finds a shotgun shell, which he loads into his, we discover empty shotgun. I love that. He also finds that single die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm keeping this. Like, imagine the value that a die could have in that yeah. world. It's like, yeah. oh, I got to settle a dispute. Like, we'll roll the die. It's amazing <laughs> to me. Absolutely. So, yeah, the captain notices that Max's gun has been empty this it's whole a, time. It's, it's like, a great that's re- dishonest. Lie. That's a great reveal. <laughs> too. He's like, how do we even know that's going to work? <laughs> and he points the gun. He's like, like want to find out? Yeah, let's find out. <laughs> like, no, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so, uh, um, and then, like, Max is like, so, Basically, I need you to show me how this thing works. It's like, now you got to understand aerodynamics and the thing. Like, he's like, shut, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> I love that dramatic music swells and we cut to a shot of the team like flying off into the wild blue yonder. Or at least I'd like a dummy and yeah. the pilot. I think the thing couldn't take two people. Well, we, we in, re- in later, reality later we we discover it could. But he I don't says think it, could, it could. But in, in in real life, right? I think it was the uh, a pilot and the dummy, right? Not two guys and a dog, probably. Question: Yeah, is dog with them on the gyro? Yes. Okay. Because I'm like, it could be either way. They could have left 
him there and be like, as we're driving back, I'll pick you up. Right. Do you think dog? How would chill would the dog level? have to be to be on a flying open air sort of thing? Maybe like that? Max would like put a bag over his head or something like Maybe. that to keep him calm. I'm trying to imagine if my dog would say, handle what would it. Turk, what would Turk do? I don't think he'd want to sit still for that. He'd wriggle right out and, and fall. fall and die. Because we don't, don't we don't see dog again until that's true until later on. It could be either way. I was just wondering. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a good point, um, and I don't know the answer. No one does. George Miller. George Miller, if I you're listening. I know you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> we have no reason to believe you're Hit not. Hit us up on the Instagram or the Twitter. We know that all, Facebook. The, all the directors of these mo- of these movies listen to our They've show. They've got nothing better to do than listen. <laughs> um, so another cut to sometime later on, we see that uh, the crew has reached the big rig where the chase ended in the opening scene. That's right. Max is tooling around on the truck, manages to get it cranked, and then... The like Max goes to like shut the door and the captain's like, whoa, 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 what the fuck? Are you going to leave me here? And Max like tosses in the keys to the shackles and tells him like, do what you want. Right. There is no way he would part with his shackles. Yeah, I agree. He would be like, give me the shackles and the key, you know, right. I'll release you. But there's just in this world, there's no way he just that's leaves a, that's his shackles. That's great to point out. That's a little bit of an oversight there. Um, that's that was shit planning, you guys. <laughs> We're no ashamed. How valuable having a pair of handcuffs oh, absolutely. is more valuable than a full tank of gas for sure. Probably. Um, so the captain starts to like limp after Max shouting. He's like, but we're partners. We're, we're partners. partners. And I love that we get the, the wide shot that we get of the rig like speeding through the desert there. Another bit of photography. Then the next shot we see like Max stopping the rig. And then we get a shot from inside the, the cabin and he pulls out the shotgun, like checking it out, mm-hmm. readying himself to like run the gauntlet of the Marauders. For sure, dude, um, that is some rugged ass landscape. It's out there. I want to tour the outback. It is you know? inhospitable. I think you. I mean, you've been out west. I feel like it. It is very like similar to like Arizona. the middle of the U.S. Just like there's that's a nothing good call. There. I love that stuff, though. Yeah, the desert is my younger sister's favorite biome. Um, <laughs> so, it's good to know yeah. there will be a quiz later yeah. <laughs> what is John's younger sister's favorite bio um, desert so Max shifts into gear and takes off followed closely by the captain in the gyrocopter following very low yeah it's just like whatever I'm, I'm coming he got I'm the sure. shackles off quick and did his thing so down in Marauder Camp Wes is like getting a fresh shave on his mohawk and like whips around at the sound of the engine. Uh huh. I love that he he sees the rig topping the hill in the distance and like just go. It is a nice moment because the mohawk maintenance. You wonder about it, but yeah, I guess absolutely. they're helping each other keep their mohawks on point. That's right. Um, that uh, hygiene is a thing. It was just so wild. Like it just seems like at some points he loses the ability to speak. Yeah, like absolutely. he gets so wild out about something yeah. that he's just like all he can do is. He's wilding for sure. <laughs> so the Marauders like scramble to their vehicles. Max runs the first attacker off the road. The car goes crashing into another car that's like up on a jack uh-huh. and like crushes this mechanic, which is another oh. thing that I remember earlier because like what, uh, like a shot right before I think that they showed the Mohawk, you see like this guy under a car and he's working. So. Yeah, dude, it's established. Anyway, that dude's established. dead now. That shot where there, it's inside the cab of the car uh-huh. and the guy like runs and jumps in and fires it up and starts driving Alongside. in one shot and you're seeing all that shit outside the window. Incredible. That The amount of action and the planning that had to go into getting that shot is 
is so just like fired up with energy that shot it's and amazing just like looking out the window and cruising like towards right the thing. up beside the thing yeah the rig yeah i love that moment too like so then the next moment wes is riding up alongside the truck in a motorcycle sidecar he puts an arrow into the rear tires of the of the rig anyway wes jumps onto the back of the truck awesome stunt work during this scene for like, sure like tons of it um, then we see the captain like flying around overhead, taking in the scene. I like all the overhead shots. Yeah. Like down on the scene, the, the camera angles from the copter, like when it pulls <laughs> back from the rig and it's turning and showing like uh-huh. dozens more bad guys, like They're getting mobile. Dude. I read where George Miller had said that he was worried that the studio wouldn't give them the money for aerial photography. And that's why he rode in the gyrocopter into the thing so that they would sort of force their hand. Like, we got to have some point of view shots from the, that's awesome. from the air. That's smart. And it does. It makes it. It sells it like you get the scale of everything. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's the same sort of feeling like when you're up on the ridge and can see all that action happening out in front of it you. It makes it so much more epic. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. So over at the main camp, Lord Humongous like snaps to attention when he sees the rig approaching. I had been like trying really hard to tell what it was yes. that Humongous was doing uh-huh. when they first rolled up. Like I couldn't tell. Yeah. It, he seemed like he was messing around with his shoe or something with like a big blade. And he was like carving at his shoe or trying to fix something on it. Or maybe he's like know. trying to pry out a rock or something. I just the- know they had, I know it was planned. Like, yeah. this is what he's doing. This is how he's passing his morning. It's like awesome if he'd been like knitting or. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, or like shining his hockey. If it had been like a behind shot, he'd been like buffing his, buffing his, his, his hockey, hockey mask. mask. Amazing. So hockey, I don't think of as synonymous with Australia no, either. Uh, agreed. Um, <laughs> Max is barreling forward. A goon runs up and throws. <laughs> like who the hell knows what but it like shatters the truck's windshield i don't know so cut to humongous like getting a large high caliber pistol with a mounted scope and he's getting it out of like a big like a nice mahogany box there was weird shit did you like pause and look at the inside of the case there's like a picture of a dude that looks like he's in a nazi uniform or something some eastern european there was definitely like sort of nazi cross and skull skull. and crossbone pins and some other sundries that make me think that that's like some some war medallions or like brass buttons off of a military uniform or something there's and whatever though there were there was some pen with lettering under it that looked like it was in german do you think so? Do you think this dude is meant to have been like descended from Nazis or or descended from someone who was fighting against Nazis and they brought these back from I, the war? I think probably he was supposed to have been a Nazi or he was like a neo-Nazi that collected Nazi shit. My um, my ex-wife, when her grandfather passed away, we went to sort through his basement mm-hmm. and he had a bunch of just amazing shit that he had brought back from Europe. That's from awesome. From the war, like... But he had a Nazi helmet and he had Fuck. like, I don't actually, there was a Luger pistol um, that was sort of like seized up, you know, you couldn't like mess with it anymore. I don't think there was any ammunition for it, but this stuff that I'm like, well, I don't think this dude was necessarily a Nazi. So also people would bring that skull and crossbone shit back yeah, just as say, like a fam, like a, a keepsake or a holy shit. Look at this. Those. Yeah. Soldiers came back with just this is a collector's item. They knew the score. They knew like that that's yeah. going to be worth money one day or worth you know had some historic value. I want to believe the best about Lord Humongous. What? 
That I want to think. I want to think that his his dad or whoever it is meant to be bequeathed right? him. <laughs> bequeathed. He was fighting on the side of the allies. Okay. Maybe, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Humongous sort of sounds Euro Nazi trashish. Anyway, um, so. Anyway, clearly Humongous only uses this gun for special occasions. Is what yes. we're it's his Sunday gun. <laughs> <laughs> so he loads the pistol with a single bullet because those shits are precious. Dude, yeah. Um, Max punches the wind, the broken windshield out, like aims his shotgun because I think he, like, he knows what's about to happen. Uh-huh. Um, but it's his a, in movies, it's so easy to punch a windshield out, like just kick the windshield well, out. It, it was like sort just of reach broken out and push already. It out. Like you can, like if it's still intact and and there's a the place where your hand can find purchase, you could like rip it out. Is it that still, easy? It's still a lot of force. Like, and he's driving. Yeah, like, so I think I it's not an easy thing to do, but in movies, it's hella yeah. easy. And his adrenaline's pumping, and who knows how long that truck had been sitting out in the Australian desert. But anyway, we find that his single shotgun shell is in fact a dud. Yeah, it just kind of fizzles the gun. <laughs> Humongous takes aim without actually taking aim. He doesn't what? look through the oh, big he ass scope. He's a, but he's a dead eye. I guess. He's like a hell of a shot. I feel like Max sort of ducks like he knows Humongous ain't going to miss. Yeah. And so like he somehow puts the bullet like right through the front grill of the truck. Um, his uh, spray like uh, uh, moisture steam busted radiator. That shit sucks when it happens, by the way, uh-huh. when it actually happens. So as the truck's like speeding ahead, the bumper catches. <laughs> on a tent that's like set up near the path and pulls it up out of the ground and inside there's a couple fucking inside (laughs) dude that and that chick was also just hot as hell it was that scene was that scene reminiscent for you of the garage scene in tango and cash yes it (laughs) was just just gratuitous nudity and it was that sped up sort of film speed that you mentioned before it's so weird, but Max Max pulls the rig horn, notifying the refinery. It sounded people. a lot like uh, Furiosa's horn. That like yeah, the, it the did. Bah, bah. Yep, or Jack Burton's horn. Uh, <laughs> the Pork Chop Express. Yes. <laughs> what if? What if, holy shit? What if Max Rockatansky was driving the Pork Chop Express? Dude, I will say I think that uh, Jack Burton would fare well in this in this Mad Max world. Oh fuck yeah! In the post-apocalyptic big rig world. He'd just be talking on the CB to whoever was listening. <laughs> just talking to whoever's listening out there <laughs> on a dark, dark and stormy, stormy night. night. <laughs> uh, so up on the ramparts, Papa Gallo sees the truck coming over the crest of the hill. People are always cresting hills in this movie too. For by sure. the way. Um, uh, and what seems to be a very flat <laughs> landscape, but that's neither here nor there. I think it's more there than here <laughs> with the, but with the walls of the refinery in sight, Wes like punches through the window of the driver's side door and is, like begins like struggling with Max uh-huh. trying to like pull his ass out of the, out of the truck. Um, another vehicle comes up alongside and puts more arrows into the truck tire. So I feel like we're rolling on like maybe half the tires that you need I, to drive the thing. I love the idea that is all that matters is you get the machine inside the walls. Like yeah. there's more tires. We can fix the radiator, right. whatever. But it really seems like Max maybe isn't going to make it. And there's this great stuff with oh, the yeah. music. Oh, it's phenomenal. It's the, it, the, so the, good. the tension is ratcheted up to a high degree. So as the car like maneuvers around to shoot out the tires on the other side, gyro captain swoops in and starts like just throwing snake grenades on people like it's just pockets full of snakes apparently way to be a hero yeah, gyro no, captain. Yeah, i love it um the dude panics accidentally shoots his driver with the next barrage of arrows so that car goes airborne and crashes 
spectacularly into the moat of other like wrecked cars around the refinery compound. This was just another sequence of amazing stunts. It's yeah. It's just like moment after jaw dropping moment. You're watching it and going, how are they doing all this? Like the planning <laughs> that goes into every single one of those shots. Yes. To execute it. Absolutely. And how, how big a pain in the ass is it to be like, all right, reset. Fuck yeah, you. We got to get it the first <laughs> time. Fuck you. I was, um, I think I mentioned once before I was, I recently was watching this movie with someone who had either never seen it or hadn't seen it in a long time. Right. And as all this was unfolding, he's like, is this the big climax? And it's like, no dude, this is only the half. Like we're only halfway home, but yeah. it does feel like, just huge. Is, is Max going to make it is the, is the question on everyone's mind. So Max does, in fact, drive the truck through the open gate at the refinery. But a couple of the ve- like marauder vehicles like follow in before they can block the gate uh-huh. again. And it's at this moment that Pink DeSoto <laughs> pulls up to the gate and like Papagallo like points the flamethrower down at him. And the dude like freaks out. It's like, oh, shit. Ah! <laughs> and like lights the dude up. Car is gone. Dude is gone. Pink DeSoto. What a fucking concept. Yeah. for a character I, where does that where does that come from in your mind as like a I, I imagine <laughs> that he found the pink car and then he's like holy shit this is gonna define my whole persona as just like pink shit or or Miller or whoever had seen that car and loved it for so long and been like one day there's gonna be a character in one of my movies and he's just gonna be pink to soda and, that, yes. and that, like that car had stuck with him for so long yes um Inside the compound now, remember, Wes is still on the truck. He's on the rig. Yeah. yeah. He springs up to the top of the wall just with like athletic prowess. Another baddie tries to take control of the armored bus blocking the gate. Warrior woman runs up from behind and slits that dude's It's throat. like if they could get the bus moved out of the way, that's it's, all she wrote. Fucked, yes. Um, outside, Humongous is like rallying. He's like, my dogs run the gate. My dogs, my dogs run. He's so I, I'm so he was I'm a fascinated by what everything that Humongous said. He was a small pet veterinarian. <laughs> I, I would love to know his backstory. I feel like he's a dog catcher or he worked in a pet store uh, or something. Yeah, my dogs yeah. run. Yeah, so he's like trying to get the other bad guys inside to get to the gate. Um, then we see haunted looking guy from earlier shoot one with a crossbow. Uh-huh. Wes sees that guy screams his Wes scream runs at him, <laughs> does this bad ass, like flip in the air, like over the dude's head, then grabs him and does another like Wes patented headbutt to like, him. Fucking what? He's like, Wes is an acrobat all of a sudden. It's, it's amazing. And like that dude's like, come like throws him over the wall. Uh, we, we see Papagallo is still like holding the Marauders outside at bay with a flamethrower, but he gets shot in the hip, which that would fucking hurt. That, that penetrates oh, bone. bone. Yeah. Dude. That sucks. That arrow also changed color from like right. when it was loaded up in the crossbow to when it hit him, it was like orange and then it was red and it yellow. It hurt him so bad that he could no longer stand on both his legs, one good, one bad. So he kind of like yeah. just like flops over. Um, meanwhile, we get like Wes swinging from ropes and sliding down tarpaulins. Well, now and it's like, like no one's on the, no one's on the flamethrower right, anymore. So it's a race right. to see who can get yeah, there first. He's like racing to get out. Like Max starts running at first. I thought he was running to head off Wes, but then, um, is that not what he was doing? I think that he's, he knew that Papagallo fell. And so he's running to get well, I to think, the flamethrower. I thought Wes and, and Max were both racing for the flamethrower. I thought that Wes was just trying to run to get the fuck out of there at that uh, point. I don't know. So that, that's, it's good to have different point of views, but like Max gets distracted by one of the smegma crazies who he like tackles into subdues. And then like other smegma people jump crazy. Yeah, I know it's crazy. It's, it's <laughs> nuts. So he gets up again to like 
runs not at Wes. The reason that I thought that Wes was trying to escape was because when Max finally does get to the flamethrower and look like Wes is like far down away the still. wall. And okay. Wes could, I feel like, gotten to that flamethrower, especially if Max had been like headed off with the smegma crazy. So <laughs> Max is like running towards the flamethrower that had been used by Papagallo just in time to turn back another wave of attackers. Right. There was like guys had been sort of up against yeah, the gate at that point. Yeah. So as the Marauders like turn to flee, that's when Max like turns and sees Wes across the way who's like screaming at Max, you, you can run, but you can't hide. Like, <laughs> Amazing line yeah. as well. But Max like lights those dudes up outside. Yeah, it's badass. The flamethrower uh, is awesome. Fire what? in movies like used in that capacity yeah. where it's like a weapon is neat. Why, why is Wes so obsessed with Max? He's been obsessed with him f- since before the movie started, apparently, when he was chasing him on the highway. I think that Wes is probably not used to things not going Wes's way. Okay. And, and then, especially now, because, like, Max is in league with the refiner crowd, and they yeah. killed, you know, whether directly or indirectly, you know, one of them True. killed... Uh, golden youth. Does he recognize he's like the most formidable I think, warrior or I think something? So, yeah, I think okay. so. Cause usually Wes is probably used to people like not standing their ground and trying to run. And Max is like, if you come down the hill at me right now, like at the beginning of the movie, I'm going to shoot you or we're going to get at it. So I think there is like this Vernon Wells magic of like, he's able to sort of convey just obsession with his, his, With his foe. Yeah, his eyes, his it's all in his eyes. It's in his body energy. Like, his energy is so high, you feel like he'd snap. Just like his whole body would yeah, snap. He's, he's a high-strung dude. Big time. So, we see, like, Feral Kid whips his boomerang at Wes, which seemed to, like, glance off his wrist. There was, wrist like, a sound effect there or something, I think it hit, right? like, his crossbow wrist thing. Okay. And just then, like, the gyro captain swoops in, like, nearly clipping Wes. That's a cool shot is, like, he's coming yeah, in over. absolutely. Um, should have dropped another fucking snake. <laughs> Probably had one. But Wes realized, oh, shit, now the gyro, captain, gyro captain's here. I'm outmatched. <laughs> I mean, yes. So he like runs, catches a light pole, breaks, snaps it off, and like pole vaults across the wall and out uh-huh. the gate and like runs. He just lets out this amazing scream. He's just like, ah! and then runs off. <laughs> that, scream, that scream cracks me up. <laughs> that scream makes me laugh every time because it makes me think of... Uh, in uh, two towers, when <laughs> when <laughs> Faramir is like questioning Gollum slash Smeagol, yes. and he's like, he's like, what do they have? And he's like, my precious. <laughs> <laughs> I have rewound and watched uh, that scene so many times. Anyway, what an amazing sequence of the movie this has been, though. But if you can believe it, it ends with the Marauders fleeing back to their camp. <laughs> yes. This is the third consecutive episode that's ended with the Marauders fleeing to their wave camp. after wave of Marauders crash against the rock of this refinery compound. Thanks in large part to Max Rakitansky. Yeah. And, that, and that dear friends is where episode three draws to a close. Dude, I'm so fucking amped up. I feel like I'm, I'm wound up like Wes right now. <laughs> 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 you you can run but you can't hide well we will be back next week for sure we hope you'll join us yeah yeah and uh we'll take you the next chapter i don't know even what the fuck i'm saying anymore cheers friends <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next time